0: There was so much like effort and time, and that I think that put into Football Index, and that's what I think hurts more than anything for me, was the amount of time I put into it, and Football Index had the slogan, what's your football knowledge worth? Well, as it stands today, nothing. <laughs>
1: Fred, an islander who is facing losses of thousands of pounds after the collapse of Football Index. And I'm Fiona Potney. I'm the news editor of Bailiwick Express, and this is our podcast, which each week will provide a more in-depth look at some of the island's biggest news stories. When many people think of gambling, they might think of chiming slot machines, the odd flutter on the races, or even a game of poker in a casino or with friends. But now more betting platforms are emerging that don't look like this at all. They tend to be app-based, involve longer-term bets, and be more data and analytics driven. Some perceive this as a safer and healthier way of gambling. Others have suggested this dangerously blurs lines. One of the great success stories of that new wave of betting tech was Football Index. Its parent company, Betindex, is registered in Jersey, and it was regulated by the Jersey Gambling Commission as well as the UK Gambling Authority. Football Index modelled itself on a stock market. It let users buy imaginary shares in their favourite players and receive a payout or dividend if they played well in real-life matches. Launched in 2015, it soon became a fixture of the sports betting sector. It even became a sponsor of Queen's Park Rangers and Nottingham Forest football teams. Last autumn, it told users it had never been in a stronger financial position and increased their dividends. Thousands of users poured more money into their fictitious investment portfolios in response then suddenly it collapsed last month. Both Jersey and the UK's watchdogs told it to stop operating and are now investigating what happened. It now risks becoming the biggest failure in UK gambling history, with punters standing to lose up to £100 million. Many have reacted furiously, many are embarrassed, thousands are seeking legal action. All want answers as to how the platform managed to grow so big and whether regulators had their eye off the ball ahead of its sudden demise. Fred from Jersey is one of them. He wants action from local politicians and Jersey's Gambling Commission to ensure such a crisis cannot occur again. Fred's not his real name, by the way. We changed it due to the personal details he shared with us. I sat down with him this week and started by asking him how the experience of using Football Index differed from traditional betting.
0: If I go into the bookies in town, I put £10 on, let's say, um, Manchester United to beat another team and they either draw or lose, I will instantly lose that £10 um, and on, on the same day. However, with Football Index, you're betting on the career of a footballer rather than the outcome of a singular event. Uh, so, for example, um, we can say he's a high-profile footballer, Paul Pogba. One weekend, he might drop the most awful performance of his life however if you're a holder of football pogwell and football index um the bet will carry on and carry on and carry on and there are multiple ways of winning uh it's not just based on player performance it's also based on uh specific outcomes in a game it's also based on um their media attractiveness um so there's multiple ways of winning um and accruing money from football index or was rather uh for capital appreciation or or uh receiving dividends from what i've just mentioned so yeah that's how it was different and and I felt, i'm sure we'll come on to it a little bit later um but uh football index was sold as a product that was a safe haven um for our money and it was a ch- an alternative to the the high street bookmakers um and they actually had a slogan um very similar um to what I just talked about. Um, and they said that they were, they were um, I can't remember the exact, the exact slogan, uh, but it was uh, a disruption to the traditional bookmakers um, who were dominating the high street. And it was this alternative, inve- it's not an investment vehicle, but an in- a vehicle that you could gamble on. It was an alternative market out there uh, that gave you a sort of a new perspective on football itself. Um, and is
1: that what attracted you to it? Absolutely,
0: what- yeah, so... Um, if I had a favourite football player I could bet on that football player to have um, a good performance that one week and for the three years after that so um, it wasn't just um, if I put a for example uh, a common way to bet on traditional football is via an accumulator so you you could put six teams on to win that specific match however that six team accumulator had hundreds of different outcomes win loss draw throughout um and it's very hard obviously to predict depending it depends on the odds and, and the form of the team and whatnot but um yeah it was um it was a lot more uh analytical which which uh attracted me to it you could um base potential future dividend payouts based on um based on past data. And um, for any football fan out there, like myself, will know that football is very data-driven these days. Um, For instance, um, Kevin De Bruyne recently just signed a a new contract for Manchester City. Um, He didn't actually use an agent. He used a data site or not a site he would have had some sort of uh something a lot more high profile than that but um he used a lot more data to realize what his worth was and data is a huge huge area within uh, the football sphere at the moment um and it will continue to do so uh, continue to be so so yeah it, it was one that appealed to someone who liked the intricacies of the game like myself um and it, not only that it was just honestly one of the most brilliant concepts out there it gave you a new perspective on on football uh, gambling football and gambling as well independent of each other um gambling for a time was a lot healthier for me um I wasn't spending as much as I would on a football accumulator if at all and yeah, it, it 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 kind of redefined what sports betting was for me, and and I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm I know for a fact I'm not alone in that statement. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, whether they be on on Twitter or Facebook or or any social media site, they will um they will uh, uh, back me up on that claim that it redefined what they thought good betting was and a good bet was.
1: And given your excitement for this platform, how how much money did you first start off putting into it, and um, how did that change over time?
0: Just for the record, I'm not well off. I don't have a lot of sp- I don't have a lot of savings, material savings um, to put into football index. Uh, I have a mortgage to pay that obviously prioritizes over anything else, and I have um, a life outside of it. And 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 I, I know firsthand how how. Um, uh, how gambling can escalate into something that is very very bad um i have close friends who have who have um unfortunately experienced bad um bad things with with gambling but yeah um i i started um putting in 10 pound 20 pound here and there to start with until i knew uh what the platform was how it operated um and then obviously that escalated um to a to a point where I think I had uh, a portfolio of, of worth about 12,000 pounds, which obviously Gosh, is a lot is, of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Um, obviously that was unrealized. Uh, that was, that was my, that my original stake plus, um, plus capital appreciation, dividends, etc. Um, my portfolio value was around 12,000 pound. Um, obviously when you got to where, I think I put originally, I think I put six, 7,000 in to get to that point. I was over the moon, I thought I was an investment genius, or well not investment, I, to reiterate that, um, I thought I was a genius because, you know, this amazing, innovative platform, which it was, um, I thought, you know, it was it was the best thing sliced bread, but um, unfortunately that, that didn't work out the way it planned. But I'm, I'm quite fortunate to have the partner I have, um, and that I have full transparency of everything with her, I know a lot of people who put money into football index who have either and not obviously encouraging this at all or condoning this uh, regardless of football index's actions but they um, they took a loan out or sold their house to put money in and that's just that's not on but we'll come on to it later Or why it may be perceived that it was uh, um, an okay route to go down but uh, yeah for me that was never an option. I always thankfully I've gambled but I've done it in a way what I can afford um so yeah um it, it was in a material amount but not enough to make me worried about losing it but I'm still uh, still not too happy uh, about losing it but um wasn't sweating every day if you know what I mean Wor- worrying about um worrying about when how my money would turn out
1: we know that uh for many people they saw it as an investment product yeah. even though fundamentally it was a, a gambling product and you've talked about how you ended up with quite a large portfolio about £12,000 yeah. which is a lot of money.
0: Yeah of course yeah.
1: What gave you that level of trust that you could put uh, quite significant amounts of cash into it as yeah. a vehicle?
0: So um, Football Index have quite a unique community and in, in the fact that <laughs> a very passionate community a one that above all want wanted the platform to succeed me included you know i i was the biggest advocate i was telling my friends and you know about this great platform that you know you can't not can't lose but it's it's just a fantastic concept it will change the way you view sports betting that was backed up by numerous numerous things so football index gained credibility through working with Nasdaq, who are a technological, obviously, a uh, company within the United States, they back companies like Football Index to help implement technology within the company. Obviously, a name like Nasdaq, that the, you, Nasdaq wouldn't work with, uh, with um, uh, a company that that wasn't at least somewhat reputable. Um, Football Index sponsored two major teams in the UK, such as q um for example, QPR, Queen's Park Rangers and Nottingham Forest, two huge clubs in the championship. Um, one step off the Premier League, uh, the biggest league in the world for um, for advertising. So they clearly had money for ad, um, advertising budget. Football Index were dubbing themselves to soon have a £1 billion market cap. At one point, it was £120 million, uh, at its peak. So that, that was believable. You know, it, I think a lot of people thought it was far reaching, but... When you're in the middle of it, you think, oh, actually, if this carries on the current trajectory, this is quite well possible. There was also another project, Project Hadron, uh, which was football index planning to expand into new territories such as Germany. You know, football index only were available in the UK, Ireland, and uh, I think it was Canada, but not to the same extent as the UK that's a small amount of the world at the end of the day, there was so much more out there. So there was prospect of new money coming in from different countries. And, and, you know, even the UK market hadn't been properly, uh, properly um, hadn't been maxed out. Um, There was another one, um, Tech Track 100. So uh, football index were voted second in the UK. So it's showing credibility is so it was it was the sunday times they they uh, ranked the top 100 com- uh, companies in the uk uh, for the technology for Windex ranked second which is a huge i mean that's massive wow um, yeah um incredible felt like a bubble that wouldn't burst I, I i i was more shocked than anyone to realize you know that they were um they came out and filed for administration were so, there
1: any warning signs at all i mean it sounded like as you say this was an incredibly exciting time was there anything at all that made you think oh hold on something's not right here or maybe my money isn't as secure
0: for windex seven months i believe prior to um prior to filing for administration uh they they cut dividends by um, sorry, they increased dividends. They doubled them. Um, so obviously, if you're doubling dividends, that that is a huge. You know, doubling dividends. Dividends ultimately, for those out there who don't know how the the platform operates, dividends drive a player's price. So you buy, for example, this purely hypothetical. Uh, you buy Paul Pogba at one pound you're buying Paul Pogba for £1 on the assumption that he will get those dividends throughout the life of his, uh, throughout the, his career. That's obviously, that, that, that's what drives players, a player's price. So dividends that you can get via many different ways. Um, but um, yeah, ultimately um, they double dividends. So that's huge. You know, if, if that, that will, <laughs> using simple logic, that could mean that your player doubles in value just overnight so um that was huge um however you know that there, there was there was sort of whispers around the community uh months after saying football index couldn't afford to carry on on the current path paying double dividends um or, or normal dividends as it was then uh because they simply didn't have enough money coming into the platform and you know that that Showed when um, I think two or week prior to uh, Footwindex filing for administration, they slashed dividends by eighty percent, which obviously has an adverse effect on adverse effect on the um, on the price of players, and you know your portfolio gets slashed pretty much eighty percent overnight. It's not a nice feeling, and then you started to feel like, hang on, why are management doubling dividends seven months prior to filing for administration well they obviously didn't know at that point but why are they doubling dividends and then backtracking they should have done some sort of solvency test um or or or, or they should have known the financial robustness of of their, their business um and you know um this is where uh you need to to look at the role um, of the regulators, but that's another story. Um, so we, there are serious, serious questions around how Football Index were allowed to do that, and how they were, how they could possibly do that on the assumption that they had, they had viability in the future. You know, it's, 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 it just doesn't make sense to a lot of community.
1: Um, we know that um, some gambling campaigners, they they actually suggested that regulators, they, they use the phrase, uh, were asleep at the wheel in relation to yeah, this. Did it feel like that? Has... absolutely
0: did. Yeah, it did feel they were asleep at the wheel. So Adam Cole, who was the founder and CEO of Football Index, he came out in an independent podcast I think it was a year ago or two um, and he said that even the uh gambling commission did not understand football index business model how could that be possible um i didn't see this interview ever before uh filing for administration but it popped up through um through twitter or something social media i saw it and i was like if the gambling commission does not understand a company's structure that they're regulating how can you trust the gambling commission at all. Um but this obviously this is a live investigation so we will see what happens and I, I'm not pointing fingers at all. I um I'm just very curious how this could happen and I'm very interested to see the outcome. As we all know this has been mentioned in the House of Lords recently. A lot of people are writing to their MPs myself included although we don't have mps i've been writing to local representatives i've been writing to the gambling commission i've been writing to various people um and they all share the same concern as me albeit the gambling commission jersey gambling commission commented that it was a live investigation so it not um couldn't go into much more detail but yeah it's extremely worrying and and the the thing that that really got me was that People were saying, "Well, you know and it's easy for people to come out and say, "Hang on, you put thousands of pounds into a gambling platform. You should know that isn't that isn't safe gambling and you know you should only bet what you can afford and thousands of pounds shouldn't be going in there, but in my view, it wasn't us that gambled recklessly uh our, you know our bets changed overnight that's just how can that happen um so it was more of a company um." gambling irresponsibly with our money rather than ourselves gambling irresponsibly. Uh, and I think that's the key sort of um, takeaway from this. As I alluded to before, I um, have a very close friend who's suffered at the hands of gambling. Um, I know full well the impact um, and I, it needs to be regulated sufficiently. Um, that is, that's fundamentally what needs to happen here. So the Gambling Commission has a duty of care over consumers like myself um we i gambled on football index on the assumption that it i would be you know my money would be somewhat you know regulated that just hasn't been the case it seems like it's they've cast a blind eye on this occasion like i i said before um they they said that they don't understand fully the business model. And I, do, I, do, I just don't understand how that makes sense. And, and the Gambling Commission awarded Football Index something called a tier one operator's license in in the UK. But it, tier one's the highest, like for example, you've got Bet365, you've got Skybet, the household gambling names, out, uh, gambling companies out there that everyone will know. They have tier one gambling license. They have a tier one gambling license, but Football Index did too. So if that could happen to Football Index, albeit it's a more complicated platform than Bet365 that's traditional gambling, consumers should be aware that this could happen elsewhere. And this is, you know, this is a multi-billion, multi-billion rather pound industry. It really doesn't sit well with a lot of people, including myself. And there needs to be serious, serious questions for people at the top of this. Ultimately, in the case of Football Index, where has our money gone? Uh, who knows? Because after doubling dividends, they cl- clearly had the money. Paying out dividends then slashed it by 80%. Who knows where it's gone?
1: I know that uh, obviously that these live investigations yeah. are underway with the Jersey Gambling Commission yeah. and the UK Gambling Commission, but we've also been told yeah. by Football Index that they are looking to launch, if they can, in a restructured form after the current processes are complete. Do you think you could ever trust us again?
0: It's a great question. That is a great question. On one hand, yes. On one hand, no. Obviously, um, what's happened is still very fresh. I think it's been about a month since Football Index filed for administration, and it's been it's been tough uh, for myself and a lot of people. Um, so, obviously, losing the amount of money that I lost is going to have implications on you know your life. Uh, uh, we're planning to save the things. And, you know, as I said, we have, I have full transparency with my partner, so we were planning to spend spend uh, the money on something because it was a safe haven, we thought it was a safe haven. But at the end of the day, um, how can you trust people like this again, that it's happened? Um, I, I mean, I'm currently in the middle of engaging lawyers, like many of the community are. Um, so there's a firm in the UK that's handling it centrally, on a win, no win, no fee basis so hopefully there's a positive outcome with that if it's a restructured format as i said like football index genuinely innovative uh one of the most incredible platforms uh, i've ever ever been a part of and i don't as bad as it sounds i don't regret it um from the fact of it changed my perception of football and it changed my whole understanding and there was so much like effort and time and that I think that put into football index and that's what I think hurts more than anything for me was the amount of time I put into it and I I did put quite a lot of time in researching and football index had the slogan what's your football knowledge worth well as it stands today nothing but <laughs> at the time I was yeah I was flying um, and it and it was it, it was such good fun but you know if they ever reform or relaunch again myself and other users would need the need the assurances that something like this could not happen again
1: thank you to fred for sharing his experience if you have an experience with football index or any other betting platforms you'd like to share please get in touch by emailing editor at bailiwickexpress.com. express will be continuing to report on this story as it unfolds you can follow those updates on baileywick our daily news email and on social channels If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like and share, it all helps. And in case you're interested, the title track was I Shift My Weight by Luno. Thank you for listening. More next Friday from me, Fiona Potney, and the team here at Bailiwick Express.